to No Baller. I am Chris Rawl. It is Wednesday, July 28th. On today's show, the last dance Packers and the return of Aaron Rodgers. Before we get there, I want to give you one reason why I believe gambling should be legal in the state of Utah. Good news. Aaron Rodgers is back. The long off season where I sat thinking every night that he was going to leave and go to Denver or somewhere else. The nightmare's over. He's back on the Packers. All is well in the world. There's absolutely nothing wrong at all on all of planet Earth just simply because Aaron Rodgers is back on the Packers. Now, their Super Bowl odds, we got him at plus 1,400. We have his MVP odds at plus 1,400. We have Green Bay to win the NFC North at minus 140. None of these are good bets, but I would encourage everybody to go and bet them just to show emotional support and solidarity with me, the host of this show. Uh, And I'll give you the one reason why I think that gambling should be legal in the state of Utah, because it will give you one additional avenue to experience the emotional swings of Aaron Rodgers' final season with the Green Bay Packers. And now a word from our sponsor, Traeger Grills. With your masquerading Traeger invented the original wood-fired grill over 30 years ago in Mount Angel, Oregon. They continue to lead the industry as the world's number one selling wood-fired grill, perfected by decades of mastering the craft of wood-fired cooking. You can find out more at TraegerGrills.com. It has been a long, strange off-season for Aaron Rodgers, and it has in turn been a long, strange off-season for me, the number one fan of Aaron Rodgers, a favorite athlete on my favorite team. And going into the NFL draft, there was a lot of murkiness with Rodgers and his future with Green Bay. If you remember back to the Tampa Bay NFC title game, his postgame press conference, there was a lot of just things left up in the air. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I'm not sure what my future is. Fast forward to the NFL draft and... The day of, Adam Schefter starts tweeting stuff out. Hey, Rodgers is not happy at all with the Packers. There's potential for a trade. So now my worst fears are confirmed at that time because obviously I would like Rodgers to finish his career with Green Bay, and I think that they have a good opportunity to win the Super Bowl if he comes back this year. So now everything's up in the air, and I'm sitting on pins and needles. Everybody who's a fan of him or the team or any of the teams that could potentially get him, now they're all on pins and needles. And we followed this kind of winding journey over the course of the next few months. Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy. He's out on these Hawaiian vacations, dancing around, doing who knows what. Uh, He's playing in the match with Tom Brady. And Brady's kind of fueling the fire, saying, yeah, he's just not happy with his organization. All that kind of stuff. On May 6th, I record an episode of this show called It's Going to End at Some Point. Where I just kind of, I felt that Green Bay and Rodgers especially were at this crossroads. And we weren't fully sure what would happen with that, whether they would be joined together in the 2021 season or whether Rodgers would be a Bronco or on a different roster and Green Bay would be starting Jordan Love and trying to recoup assets for Rodgers himself. We just didn't really know at that time, and we didn't know for the next few months. Uh, So we're going, is he going to be traded? Is he going to retire uh, will he come back and play for the Packers? What are his problems with this franchise? Can they meet and hash out their differences? All that stuff. And as this goes on, me, the fan, I'm going, you got to come back this season uh, and play with Green Bay. They're the best opportunity for you to win a title this year. Maybe that's not true next season, but this year, especially with 
all of the musical chairs of the quarterbacks kind of already having been settled, uh, Green Bay's best chance this year. So yesterday morning, uh, July 27th, we start getting word of, okay, seems like Rodgers is potentially willing to play for Green Bay. They're going to meet. Maybe things are going to work themselves out. And he shows up at Lambeau Field. There's all these pictures getting shown on social media. He comes back like the deadbeat dad. He's got the long hair. He's got the funky glasses. He's got an office shirt on. He's wearing sandals. Looks like he's living his best life. And the most important part of the whole situation is not that he's there looking like that. It's that he's there, period, at Lambeau Field. So I'm doing the fist pump. Yes. Okay. Finally, uh, let's hash this out. Get him back under center for Green Bay. Adam Schefter's reporting. Green Bay's willing to make concessions to what Rodgers wants. He has a long list of grievances with the way that the organization has kind of pushed him aside and not included him in a lot of things that he feels like he should be. And so Green Bay is now willing to make amends there. And there's a lot of those things that they're somewhat trivial. It's mainly just, hey, you're our star quarterback. You're the face of the franchise. You've been so for more than a decade. We'll give you a seat at the table, even if this isn't a meaningful thing. So there's a lot of those things, including this trade for Randall Cobb that right before I'm getting on air here is supposedly going through. Randall Cobb tweets, I'm coming back to Green Bay. He's great friends with Aaron Rodgers. He's not that effective of a football player in present day, but it's just one of those tiny things you do to appease the most important employee in your organization. However, the biggest news coming out of this whole concession talk is that they're reworking Rodgers' contract to where he can play out this season and the following offseason, he has full control of whether or not he gets traded. If he's going to be traded, he chooses where that occurs. And if he doesn't want to be traded, he plays out the following year of his contract and Green Bay cannot use the franchise tag on him, meaning he will be an unrestricted free agent free to choose wherever he wants to go at that point in time. It follows the same game plan that Tom Brady set up in New England going into his final season, which we didn't think a lot of at the time because it just seemed like Brady would be a Patriot forever. But apparently, much like Rodgers and Green Bay, there were issues festering with Brady and the organization. He wanted to be included more in personnel decisions. He didn't feel like they treated him right in certain ways, despite the fact that they'd won a bunch of Super Bowls together. And so he said, you can't use the franchise tag on me after this following season, and I'll be free to choose where I want to go. Again, we didn't think a lot about it until he's signing with Tampa Bay. And we realized, oh, maybe he wanted out more than we understood. And now Tom Brady's there, and he's the one who's preventing Rodgers from winning the Super Bowl last year uh, with Tampa. So now this sets up a do-or-die scenario for Green Bay, the organization. You cater to Rodgers, which they've shown a willingness to do. But again, Rodgers has shown us in the past, uh, he's a touchy person. And we don't know how much these concessions will work when it comes to where he wants to be after this season and where he wants to be the following season. So if that occurs, uh, then you've somewhat catered to him, but you could potentially lose the greatest quarterback in the history of your franchise and one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL for absolutely nothing, which would be cataclysmic for the Packers as an organization. So this sets up an incredible season when it comes to drama and theater and pressure. Uh, last dance type scenario for the Packers. You go back to the thick of the pandemic when no live sports were being 
played. Uh, the Last Dance documentary comes out. It was the biggest winner of that specific environment. All sports fans, we were just thirsting for anything that was new, that simulated what live sports fulfills inside of us. And The Last Dance, 10-piece documentary about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, and, and it culminates in that final 1998 season, uh, the sixth championship that the Bulls would win, and then their organization dissolves. Uh, people loved it, myself included. It was appointment viewing every Sunday night. Two episodes would be released, and we all leaned into it because, again, that environment just had nothing for people who love sports. So uh, about a week or so ago, Rodgers and Devontae Adams, star receiver for Green Bay, who is also in a contract dispute with Green Bay, also feels like he has not been properly included inside the organization in a way that he feels like he should be. They start posting these last dance pictures on social media. Jordan and Pippen walking off into the white. uh, And we all kind of understand the symbolism there. Because you don't need to read between the lines to understand the parallels between that specific Bulls team and their players' disillusionment with management. Jordan, Pippen, even Jackson, the coach, and present-day Green Bay, and their players' disillusion with management, uh, especially Rodgers and Devontae, right at that forefront. Um, most importantly, when, when you're kind to, or when you're really trying to continue the parallels, you understand two things about that season from Chicago. One, they win the championship, yes, but two, we understand that Bulls management pretty much forced the end of that Bulls dynasty. After the season, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, Phil Jackson, they're all gone. Again, it really ties into the way that management just was like, all right, this time is kind of over. We want to rebuild and look towards the future. It sets off about a decade-long window in Chicago where they're nothing until Derrick Rose comes along. They essentially burned this incredible dynasty for the ground for 10 years of wandering around in the wilderness which in retrospect seems insane, at the time seemed insane. Uh, but I think it's enlightened a lot of organizations moving forward that, hey, it's probably in your best interest to cater towards your best players and don't just tear down something that is good for no reason. That doesn't make any sense. So the last dance bulls, uh, the, you draw the line in a present day to the last dance Packers, which if you continue that parallel, it places a hell of a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, the team, and the organization to win the Super Bowl this year. The stakes are about as high as you could possibly make them. I'm going to read a quote from Danny Heifetz of The Ringer about kind of this last dance Packers phenomenon. The world outside of Green Bay will undoubtedly obsess over the last dance Packers all season. And Rodgers himself is surely stoking the greatest motivational fire the world has ever seen. This entire saga has been one big Michael Jordan, and I took that personally, meme. But in terms of the team itself, things seem like they'll be normal. Rodgers is going to show up to training camp. Adams is reportedly willing to discuss a contract extension with the team now that Rodgers' financials are ironed out. Some ghosts of teams past, like Randall Cobb, may return at Rodgers' request. But the Packers themselves will likely be focused on a Super Bowl run. If there is one more lesson for Rodgers and the Packers to take from the last dance, it's this. It don't mean a thing without a ring.
end quote. Now we arrive at a discussion point that is very near and dear to my heart. It's kind of that contrast. It's joy versus the single-minded pursuit of winning. Those of you who listen to this show, you know that it's something that I talk about a lot. And how do you find a balance between those two things? And is it possible to find a balance between those two things? Being able to say, man, this is something that I love and care about and brings me immense joy. However, if it doesn't result in a win, uh, is all that for naught? Are all those emotions that I felt before just kind of out the window? And if I just have this single-minded pursuit of winning when the stakes are this high, is it even possible to feel joy along that way? Or is it just I have to focus so hard in a way that the Last Dance Bulls and Michael Jordan really, really embraced because that was his personality, that was his style. Uh, but it also, from a, a human perspective like my own, I go, that seems really hard to do and, and something that would drive me to insanity if I had to go through this long of a stretch with just this single-minded focus. The only thing that matters is winning. And I can't embrace and love any of the things that happen along the way until I've gotten to the point where I've won. So the stakes for the Packers this season, they're not going to be higher. There's no team in professional football this year that will have higher stakes than Green Bay. It's essentially Super Bowl or bust. And the bust is the face of your franchise, the best player in the history of your franchise will leave and you will be wandering in the wilderness. So now I'm in the uncomfortable position as a fan uh, because when it comes to the joy versus the single-minded pursuit of winning debate, I usually skew towards the first. And I kind of want to tell the story when it comes to the Packers and Rodgers and football of how that originated because it's tied into a singular moment for me that happened on September 10th, 2018. It's week one of that NFL season, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers. Chicago has just traded for Khalil Mack, who would go on to win Defensive Player of the Year that year. He has a coming out party. It's the Sunday night football game. Everybody's raving about him. Nothing gets me more excited than opening week football. Uh, it's like a piece of my body has been returned to me. I've waited for those, or I've waited through those long, dark months of the offseason, three months, nothing going on sports wise, and my favorite sport returns, and my favorite player returns, my favorite team returns. And this was even more of that than normal because the last two years uh, had kind of set up this arc of why I was so excited for Rodgers and the Packers to be playing this particular game. In 2016, Rodgers pretty much moves heaven and earth to get Green Bay to the NFC title game, where they lose to Atlanta. Uh, if you remember that year, it's one of my all-time Rodgers memories. They play Dallas in the NFC divisional round. Dallas is the one seed. They're on the road. Rodgers has this throw in a tie game. Crossbody, he's rolling out left. He's drawn up a play in the huddle that is not even a play. Uh, Jared Cook streaking across the field. He catches the ball, falling out of bounds, just tippy-tapped. Rodgers throws this laser about 40 yards on a dime. <laughs> Cross his body to a point that is just, there's no room to throw anything. It's placed perfectly. Jared Cook makes the perfect catch. Puts Green Bay in field goal position. Mason Crosby drills it with no time to win the game. It's one of just the all-time throws in the history of the NFL. So that's what happened in 2016 and 2017. I'm, I'm even more excited because I go, man, if we can just get a few more breaks, maybe they can win the Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. Green Bay starts four and one. Rodgers is playing awesome. They go and they play the Minnesota Vikings. And Anthony Barr grabs Rodgers, drives him into the ground, breaks his collarbone. 
So he's now down on the ground. He's getting carted off. And I'm seeing the season just swirl down the toilet, which it inevitably does because Rodgers is really the only thing that matters when it comes to the Packers being good or not being really that competitive over the course of his career. So they lose eight of their next 11 games. They finish the season seven and nine. And the big question coming out of that game and that season for me is whenever you have an older aging quarterback under center, which Rodgers was and is, and he gets injured, uh, the question is always there. You know, how long does this guy have left? How long can he play at an elite level? And how long can he play, period? So you see these two years kind of funneling into the season opener of 2018. And you get a sense of my excitement as Aaron Rodgers' biggest fan and a very big Green Bay Packers fan. Because I don't understand and I don't know how many or how much time this guy has left. And I don't understand how much more I'm going to get to watch of him playing at this high of a level. So they kick off, and I'm just there for it. I'm going, finally, you know. Again, a a piece of my body, a piece of my soul is returned to me. Let's do this. It's going to be awesome. Next thing I know, it's the second quarter. His knee bends a weird way, gets caught in the grass. He's getting carted off with a knee injury, and I'm going, not again. Uh, Is this just what the rest of his career is? Uh, And is this how his final year or years with the Packers play out? Just you get old and your body doesn't respond the way it used to, and you get hurt more, and sometimes that's just the reason that you retire. We've seen a million examples of that in the history of any sport, especially football, one of the highest contact sports that you can find. I mean, talk about swinging from these emotional highs to these emotional lows within years, and then on this day, within quarters of football. So the Packers go down by 20 in this game, and in the second half, Aaron Rodgers comes back, kind of sets up... uh, movie style moment he's hobbling out on the field Lambeau Fields cheering ah sweet Rodgers is back they're probably going to lose this game but at least we know that his season isn't over he comes out and he engineers one of the most memorable comebacks of his career in the fourth quarter he throws a 39 yard touchdown to Geronimo Allison to start the fourth I still remember it down the right sideline right into the corner end zone one of those perfect Rodgers passes that you see and you kind of just take for granted in some ways. You go, man, that's a Rodgers play. But when you think about it, you go, there's very few quarterbacks who exist who are capable of making that throw, much less with the regularity that Rodgers does. Then he throws a 12-yard touchdown to Devontae Adams. He throws a 75-yard touchdown to Randall Cobb, the man that is now returning back to Green Bay as of this morning, with about two minutes to go in that game to take a one-point lead. Uh, the defense holds. Green Bay's won. Rodgers has another one of these incredible moments, incredible comebacks. Uh, let the celebration begin. I'm freaking out at home going, man, this is a moment. This is just why I like sports. This is why I like following this player and this team. Because Rodgers has offered that up with regularity, that kind of magic that comes out of the blue that when you're watching it, you go, hmm, there's not a lot of people who can do this. He's in the post game. He's going, I I just wasn't going to be kept off of the field, you know, and I'm lapping it up again because I've been starved for it. The full season prior, I didn't really get it. And I was hearkening back to that 2016 playoff run, uh, that throw against Dallas and a lot of moments like that, that led to the Packers getting to the NFC title game that year. It's all the emotions that I continually talk about on this show that I really love as a fan. It's the hope. It's the ecstasy. it's, It's all of the above. That's what I'm feeling there in that moment. 
So as those of you who listen to the show know, I'm very reflective in how I watch sports and how I process the emotion that goes into being a fan and watching sports. And so at this time, I've had all of these things percolating through my mind over the course of the last couple of years. The aging quarterback, the injuries, the how much more do I have left as a fan to watch this particular player play? What level is he going to be playing at? All of these things. So I remember vividly thinking after this game, I go, okay, I make a commitment to myself. And I'm like, it's very likely that Rodgers does not win another Super Bowl. Statistically speaking, it's way more likely than not. Uh, so I kind of have to enjoy, or I kind of have to embrace the joy side of things versus the single-minded pursuit of winning things. You got to enjoy the ride. That's what I'm committing to at this time. Uh, because A, I don't know how long this is going to last period. And B, it's very unlikely that Green Bay wins another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So I'm riding the joy and the ecstasy of this game and things are looking bright when it comes to, hey, Green Bay could be good. Uh, Rodgers is looking awesome, all this kind of stuff. And I didn't know how soon this kind of fan watching mindset would be put to the test because Green Bay plummets this season to six, nine and one. It's the only season of Rodgers career that he plays throughout the season and Green Bay is not successful as a team. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into that. There's just, it's weird bounces. It's not a good team around him. It's atrocious coaching, which would end up getting Mike McCarthy fired at the end of this season. The lone bright spot that came about from the 2018 season in general. You have Ty Montgomery fumbling, coming out of the end zone on a kickoff return with Green Bay down two against the Rams and they're getting ready to go and win the game. And now they're losing. You got Mike McCarthy again. One of the reasons he's fired, just these decisions over and over. Refusing to go for it on fourth down against Seattle, down three. And they pump the ball to Seattle, who then runs out the clock, game over. All of this stuff ties into that. But we know how media cycles work. And Rodgers is the face of the franchise. And he is the best player on the team. And that team went 6-9-1. and one. And so he is going to bear the brunt of criticism when it comes to a season like that. So a lot of people come out and they're dancing on Rodgers' grave. Aging quarterback, injury history. Packers are 6-9-1. and one. His coach just got fired. Uh, yeah, he threw for 4,400 yards that season. Yeah, he had a 25 to 2 touchdown to interception ratio, but we don't care. Packers are bad. He was bad because the Packers were bad. Again, that weird logic that doesn't always necessarily make sense. Uh, and we can kind of write off Rodgers as one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL. That's where we were after the 2018 season. So you take a pause there, and the question. There's multiple questions that kind of arise there. And really when it comes to this joy versus the single-minded pursuit of winning, this is again me reflecting as a fan. Uh, and I go, can I enjoy something this much that doesn't result in a win? That season it puts it to the test, but yes, I still can do that. And if something doesn't result in a win, you know, how can something that inspires that much positive emotion Go back to that week one game of a six and nine one six nine and one season. How can something that inspires that much positive emotion on my side be considered a failure? Again, questions and themes that I'm always thinking about when it comes to sports and how I watch them. So the last two years have played out as well as I could possibly want them to for Green Bay and for Rodgers, short of winning a Super Bowl. 
because Matt LaFleur comes in to replace McCarthy. And he's godsend. Packers go 13-3 and in each of the last two years after that 6-9-1 and season. They lose in the NFC title game each of the last two years. A blowout to San Fran two years ago. Can't stop anything on the ground. Very embarrassing. Last year, they're on the short, short list of Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I'll go to my grave believing that they were one of the best teams and they could have won it. And they lose that heartbreaker to Tampa in the NFC title game. A lot of things go into that. I've gone over a lot of the swing plays of that game. There's just so many things that you can't necessarily control. Uh, I always kind of look back on this game and go, what are the odds that in Aaron Rodgers' career, he will host one NFC title game at Lambeau Field, one of the great home field advantages in football. And it's in a COVID year when you don't necessarily have that home field advantage because instead of 80,000 Wisconsinites there screaming and and placing an impact on the game, you got 8,000 people in the crowd because COVID restrictions are there. Just what are the odds of that? There's so much stuff that goes into this. But despite it, you know, Rodgers wins his third MVP last year. Peak of his powers. The dude who three years prior, 6-9-1, his best years are behind him. Now he's had, statistically speaking, and from the eye test, one of his very best seasons in his entire career. Which leads us into the offseason stalemate that I talked about at the top of the show. That begins in the post-game press conference against Tampa and continues up through the NFL draft, continues until yesterday. And I speak for myself, but I also speak for a lot of fans of football and Green Bay and Rodgers, that I understand Rodgers' frustrations with this franchise. That's what my entire episode on May 6th was about, when I talked about A, my love for Rodgers, but also B, why his frustrations are there and how frustrated I have been as a fan over the course of his career because I don't think that Green Bay has ever sold out and put him in a position to win this year. And they kick the can down the road, and then the next year arises, and I go... Is it time to go all in? You have a quarterback whose age is dwindling and we don't know how many years are left of him playing at this level. And they go, let's kick the can down the road. So we come into this season and Green Bay is making partial amends uh, with Rodgers, which sets up me watching a Packers season and a Rodgers season that will have, again, the highest stakes of any team in football. It's win a Super Bowl, (laughs) hardest thing that you can possibly do. Or if you're Green Bay, presumably watch your quarterback. Franchise cornerstone, best player in franchise history, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. The reason that the Packers have been dragged just kicking and screaming into the playoffs for years and years and years, you watch that leave. So yesterday I'm following all of this coverage of it because it's of great interest to me. And there's a common thing that's kind of repeated by insiders Uh, when it comes to this upcoming season of Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to reference a tweet from CBS Sports HQ and one of their insiders, Jonathan Jones, because he comes on their show yesterday, and this is what he says. Short of the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl, I would anticipate Aaron Rodgers not being a Green Bay Packer. Jonathan Jones says it might be Super Bowl or bust if the Packers want to keep Rodgers around long-term, end quote. And it's a common refrain, okay? I think a lot of people 
myself included, believe this particular fact. It's Super Bowl or bust if Green Bay wants Rodgers to retire as a Packer. Uh, (laughs) And that sets up an interesting and uncomfortable position for me as a fan. And one that, again, will really put that 2018 week one and 2018 season mindset to the test. How do you find balance between joy and the pursuit of winning? Two things that a lot of times are kind of at odds with one another. I've had to learn that the hard way because that's a question every day I ask myself as an amateur golfer who avidly plays the sport, who cares greatly about winning and getting better, but who also cares greatly about the joy that I derive from going to the golf course every single day and playing a game that I love with my friends and embracing all of the stuff that's really cool about the sport to me that doesn't tie into what scores I write down onto the scorecard. Uh, And so I've had to, because this is my personality and this is just who I am, I've had to skew towards that joy side of things. Uh, And I hope that that enables me to play my best golf, but it might not, who knows? Uh, It could, it could not. But it does allow me to exist in a more functional and happier manner when it comes to me trying to find balance between those two things, joy and the pursuit of winning. So each person kind of has to find their own way when it comes to those two particular things. And now we go into the 2021 season and me, a fan of the Green Bay Packers and a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, It's a similar question on my side. How do I find uh, that much joy when I know what is riding on the outcome of every single game? When it's Super Bowl or bust and when a week three loss could be the difference between home field advantage and going on the road in the playoffs when a week seven loss could be the difference between going on the road in the playoffs and playing in the wild card round or missing the playoffs entirely. That is a very hard balance to find. However, you know, I have to circle back to how I felt after Rogers and green Bay storms back in 2018 against the bears week one coming off of all that stuff that had happened in years prior, uh, especially Rodgers being injured in 2017 and just him being away and me going, I don't know how much more time I have left as a fan to watch my favorite player play on my favorite team. That's why I circle back to because I understand very, very, very well uh, that there's not that much time left for Green Bay Packers fans and Aaron Rodgers fans to watch those two forces joined. So I circle back to 2018, week one, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, and the mindset that I committed to at that time. And I say, that's what I'm going to carry into present day. And hopefully this goes well. It's hope. And it's a willingness to believe that this season can be two conflicting things. The enthralling, very, very emotional final ride of my favorite player on my favorite team. And also a season that probably will not finish how I want it to. Thank you for listening to No Baller. This show is produced by Weston Tanner and can be consumed in a variety of ways. You can download it as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the platform of your choice. You can also view it in video form via the Beehive TV app. 
which can be downloaded on Apple, Google, Roku, and Amazon Fire. For more information, go to noballer.com.